Life is discovered on Mars, sort of. Jesus loses a court case, and the world is more deranged than you could possibly think. This is Jason Carpenter, and welcome to the 14th Family Podcast. I'd like a little like old school news intro there, but I like I like the song we have so far. So I woke up this morning to this great article. I will put the link in the description. Uh, it's USA Today, but it was big news everywhere that the building blocks of life were discovered on Mars. And so when I first saw that those headlines, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like they found, I don't know, like a puddle of ame- amoebas or something. But no, it's the same old stuff. It's 3.5 billion years old, and it's simply the building blocks for life. So it's like that's not... And and I'm reading the article. So the first, first headline, the first paragraph is the building blocks for life have been discovered in three billion year old organic matter on mars nasa scientists announced thursday so you're like oh okay then the next sentence says uh, researchers cannot yet say whether their discovery stems from life or a more mundane geological process so it could just be some sort of weathering or something like that it's like and i get it it got me to click got me to click on the article I guess if they had found, like, a puddle of amoebas up there, I don't know. And, you know, it was the same thing when they said years ago when they found that asteroid in Antarctica that had the building blocks for life. And it turns out that that was also just some sort of random geological thing. So it kind of sucks. Now, one thing is that I do... One of the theories that I like to entertain, one of, like, my craziest conspiracy theories, and I don't really think it's true, I just like the thought of it, is that Mars is where humans are from. Like hundreds and hundreds, uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years ago, we were on Mars, and then we had to come to Earth because the environment was getting destroyed there, and everything we built would have been weathered down in that timeline with the way the atmosphere is. Any buildings we had up there would be weathered down or knocked down or anything like that. And that's where our stories of, like, the Garden of Eden come from. I have absolutely nothing to back that up. I could not argue it to anybody at all. I just think it's kind of a fun scenario. Sometimes, sometimes we do... Sometimes I think it's fun to believe in things, even if they're incredibly unlikely. And, you know, I was thinking about this today... I think with conspiracy theories and the supernatural, I'm pretty open-minded. When I start to get snippy, when when I start to kind of be more of a jerk to these people, to people who believe in this stuff, it's when they're... It's the flim-flam. It's the flim-flam limit. So let's say, for example, I want to believe in Bigfoot. Okay, no problem. If I want to believe humans came from Mars, no problem. At that, people are going to believe all sorts of stuff. There's no problem at all. It's when you start making money at convincing other people that Bigfoot exists is when I start to get a little suspicious of your motives. So you write a book on Bigfoot. Okay. And you're making your statements for Bigfoot. And you might be stretching the truth here and there, but you feel that stretching the truth is okay because you're 
proving what you believe that Bigfoot exists. And we see this a lot in the conspiracy theory field. We see it mo- We see it a ton with 9-11, and I'll, I have to do an entire episode simply dedicated to that. But once you start uh, make, uh, you know, like writing books and doing seminars and charging people for your flim-flamism, that's when I think I have the right to question you and I have the right to, to engage with you in, in a little bit more of a hostile level. If, some, if I'm talking to someone on the street and they say, oh, I believe my aunt is a ghost and she's like floating around my living room, I'm not going to start being skeptical towards that. But if she tries to convince me to buy her book about how her aunt is a ghost and how her aunt um, can help me give me 12 ways to improve my life, I'm going to give a little bit more pushback on that because at that point I think you're you're selling, you know, you're selling seawater and saying it's perfume. So that's that's kind of that's kind of my limit as far as that goes. So I know that sometimes I may come off as a little hostile t- towards Towards conspiracy theories, but you know, if a if a kid wants to believe in Santa Claus, it's totally fine. It's not impacting me at all. If a kid wants me, if a kid's holding a seminar to prove Santa Claus exists, and gullible person after gullible person are paying money to believe that, then then we're gonna have a bit of a discussion. And again, on their end, they could just say, "Well, I don't care. I'm not gonna listen to you, and I don't have to debate you, and that's fine. It's it's a free world." Speaking of money being wasted. On absolutely ridiculous things. Here's a headline um, from Fox News. Again, it's a great place to buy find weird news. Here's the headline. This actually wasn't on the docket. I just had to had to talk about this. Climate change killed the aliens, and it will probably kill us too. New simulation suggests. Okay, so this um, Professor Adam Frank. Um, he, 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 he was the lead author of a new, uh, paper published May 1st in the Journal of Astrobiology. And then it says, da, 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 uh, that aims to take what Frank calls a 10,000 year light year, 10,000 light year view of anthropomorphic, which is human caused climate change using mathematical models. But any, anyways, the point of the point of this is that, so he took some research money and took some time. He's a professor of physics and astronomy, and he comes up with this um, study saying that climate change, there's three things that can happen with climate change, two in the disaster, and one is where uh, the people have to switch to sustainable energy, and they're saying that every alien race has faced this, and that um, you can either get wiped out very quickly by climate change you could get wiped out very slowly but have like stabilized by climate change or you can become a race of sustainable aliens and we have to do it too we have to do it the last part of the article is um, across cosmic space this is a quote from adam frank across cosmic space and time you're gonna have winners who managed to see what was going on and figure out a path through it, and losers, who just couldn't get their act together and their civilization fell by the wayside. The question is, which category do we want to be in? This guy spent this time on this study to get laid. I would put a million dollars on it that he fell for some hippie chick, some 
total environmentalist girl undergrad and he wanted to prove how cool he was and he spent all this time and all this money coming up with this bogus study I have no doubt in my mind this guy is simply trying to get laid. It is the most pandering report that I've seen. And I've seen a lot. That might sound weird. It's not like I'm a big like journal reader. This guy is just trying to get laid. And, and I'm going to throw this into the flim-flam category. It is so... the Human-made climate change is an issue. I, I, you can deny the scale of it. When people say that they deny climate change, that's always the thing. It's like you're a climate change denier. You can deny the, de- deny the scale of it. But ever since the Industrial Revolution, we've been putting pollutants into the air. I'll, you, yes. Yes. That is a purely human, as far as we know, thing. So to extrapolate, to say, oh, aliens are also polluting... Um, their environments, and we're going to be one of the winners or losers, and we just need to be... And, and the thing is, that the three scenarios he gave, uh, two in the disaster and one was sustainable energy. That's not the only way to fix this. There's several ways to fix the environment. Sustainable en- energy may be the nicest one, but we could easily become ultra-barbaric and kill off nine-tenths of the population and maintain the standard of living for the rest you can spread out to Mars. We can start moving the population. This guy's trying to get laid, is what I'm saying. Like he wanted, he the conclusion he wanted was we just need to aliens just need to build solar panels and power their cities off of hugs and kisses and just sustainable energy. He just wants to get laid. That's flimflam. That's using money and access to get laid. It's completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. That article is actually from about two days ago. It bugs me. It was bugging me. That wasn't on the docket for today. What I did want to talk about was that there's this crazy couple in Canada. And I know the word crazy gets thrown around a lot, a lot these days. These people were being taken to trial for the, to, loot, to keep custody of their child. They have a little little kid. I don't know if they named the the sex. It doesn't really matter because it's horrible either way. They go to, this is in British Columbia. They go to the custody hearing and the details, the details are what matter, but I may make it a little more dramatic in this sense. They go to the judge and the judge says, "Um, do you have a lawyer? And they say, yes. Jesus Christ is our lawyer and we are going to talk <laughs> we are going to talk in tongues during the course of the trial and Jesus will respond to us through this stuffed lion. They have this little stuffed lion. What I find amazing about it again the you know the the tolerance that we have towards people. It really, when you step back and look, it's amazing. The trial went, happened. The judge didn't immediately just say, that is the most insane thing I've ever heard of. You lose custody of your child. Because the child was being abused. It wasn't just that these people were kind of nutty. 
there was domestic violence charges. Um, the court has said they want the child to not go into like the foster system. They want to put the child up with um, a relative other than these two people. This has been an ongoing thing. The, um, the But the judge did say, you know, the trial went through. Uh, the battle was for custody of their baby. And the baby wanted to rename the the baby. The mother wanted to rename the baby Jesus, Joy of the Lord. So Jesus is the first name. Last name is Joy of the Lord. That, you know, that's it's a weird name. That's fine. If I met someone, I go, what are you naming their baby? And they said, um, oh, I'm going to name her. I'm going to name my daughter Moses on the mountaintop with the tablets. I'd be like, eh, that's kind of a weird name. That's not take away your baby weird. If I then met the met the woman, I said, hey, how's work going? And she goes, oh, yeah, no, it's going really great. My boss is Jesus Christ, and he talks through a stuffed lion. That's going to make me more cautious. That's going to make me a little more cautious to how this person is. If, if somebody, And here's the thing. If somebody's crazy in public, they're ten times crazier in private. I think any, I think we could all... We all have an example for that. Generally, we put our best foot forward in public. So if I'm in court and I'm speaking in tongues and I see Jesus Christ isn't a stuffed animal, what are you doing when no one else else is around? It's weird. And what's funny is each one of those things, it's like an escalating thing. If someone's in court speaking in tongues, I'm going to go, okay, they're very, very religious. I'm not necessarily going to hold it against them. If they say, I don't need a lawyer, Jesus Christ is my lawyer, and I'm going to represent myself with his spirit inside of me, I'll be like, mm, okay, it's risky. But if then they go and there's a stuff line and Jesus is talking through stuff line, it's weird because when we talk about religions or, or personal beliefs, there is that escalation. Somebody says they believe that Jesus Christ came from the dead. Okay. Somebody believes that God gave Moses tablets. Okay. Well, you know, that's fine. Somebody believes that, you know, a talking snake, the reason why women have give are in pain during childbirth is because she took an apple from a talking snake who used to have legs, but now because the snake lied, has to crawl on its belly. That's where you're starting to lose me. It's the escalation. When Jesus, you know, Jesus died and come back from the dead, I'll be like, okay, that, that's fine. That's Totally fine. That's a fact of faith. When you start saying, no, the science behind snakes is because they talked, they used to talk, you're losing me, bro. Like, you have, it's all about escalation. It's all about knowing where you're at, what you want to say. And some people are just like, I don't care whether or not you believe me. I believe that snakes don't have legs because they lied, and that's fine. But don't expect me to not think you're crazy when you say stuff like that. I can be with you on a lot of stuff. There's that escalation of crazy. Speaking of crazy, this article popped up from a website that I have not seen before. I think it's a local, yeah, it's a local news site. It is the uh, North Arkansas Democrat Gazette newspaper out there. Headline. I saw the headline. Again, Drudge Report. Headline just said, man admits to intentionally getting HIV there was the headline here. The headline on Drudge Report added more to that. Man admits to intentionally getting HIV to spread to others. And I'm like, okay. Guy's nuts. There's a fetish called bug chasers, which is generally a consensual fetish where um, people like to get AIDS. And we'll do another episode on that. I know that's kind of a weird thing to just kind of throw out there. 
But anyways, so I'm thinking, oh, you know, bug chasing is in the mainstream media now. No. This guy's nuts. Uh, first sentence of the article, Stephen Edward Koch, 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 uh, that's that's fitting. Admitted in court to intentionally contracting HIV so he could infect others with the virus. Read the first sentence. I'm like, oh, okay. Bug chasing. Next paragraph. Cock, 25, of Scranton, Arkansas, pleaded guilty Monday to attempting to exposing another person to HIV. Fair enough. Possession. <laughs> like, that's as you do. But, you know, okay, that's already stated. Possession of methamphetamine with purpose to deliver. Things are starting to make sense here. Possession of drug paraphernalia. Delivery of meth. And eight counts of distributing, possessing, or viewing matter depicting sexually explicit conduct involving a child. So you go from being a weirdo who's a meth addict who likes having lots of sex and he intentionally got AIDS to give AIDS to other people. And I'm like, yeah, that's totally gross. But, you know... If you want to destroy your life, destroy it. And then we get to the last part. And the last part, he goes from simply being a meth head freak to one of the grossest people on the planet. He actually, um, the reason why they feel that he gave HIV to himself is they found um, documents on his computer. Someone told, some confidential informant saw him looking at child porn. That's how they ended up getting him. And then they... um, Saw other stuff. So when they're interviewing him, um, the, 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 the judge, the judge said, <clears throat> just so I can get my brain around this, that did I understand the state correctly? Mr. Cock intentionally contracted the HIV virus so he could then infect others. <clears throat> and, and then it says Koch did, um, confirmed it was true and said his actions were self-destructive. Um, when the judge uh, talked about um, that would hurt people, was that the reason he replied yes? <clears throat> and then he was sentenced to 50 years in the Arkansas Department of Correction. He must abide by the sentence. Then he's 10 years parole. He'll never get out. <clears throat> I mean, if he does, he'll be 75. Self-destructive and weird. And the crazy thing is, how many other people out there are like him? You know, we... <clears throat> you weaponize yourself. You turn yourself into basically a weapon. A weapon of revenge, a, a weapon out of thrill. We have a lot of pro, And it's not really talked about, but there's a lot of problems with methamphetamine and, and this type of behavior. It amps you up so much. And it amps you up so much. You're looking for that rush. You're looking for that rush. It's just, out of all of the drugs that I've unfortunately had friends fall to, um, I would put meth first and heroin second. I've had more friends, I've known more people to die of heroin. But this guy's pretty much dead. I mean, his life's over. He's still around. But... um, uh, something's going on outside, but everything else, you know, it, it just, it's just totally self-destructive. It's totally awful. Evil, evil, evil. There's no other word to really describe that. Uh, you know, if he was just smoking meth, fine. He's totally sure in his life. I hope he gets help. Um, doing the child porn thing. Absolutely disgusting. Go to jail, get some help. And then trying to give people HIV. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And I can almost guarantee that if you looked at those writings where he was talking about purposely getting it and infecting people, I 
can almost guarantee it's a fetish. He has a big thing about giving it to... Um, oh, dang it, I just closed that link because I'm going to need that to add. Because, yes, I need to get um, those tags on there. Here's a quick little story, and I'll probably go more into it tomorrow. It just kind of came up. We're running a little... You know what? We're running a little late, so I will just save it till tomorrow. I'm hoping you're enjoying this show. We're still kind of working out the kinks. Some episodes are going to be funnier than others. Some episodes um, maybe deal with topics a little bit darker. Today's topics are a little bit darker. But, you know, that's just the way that these type of shows are going to go. I, I, I try to add some humor in it. I'm going to get another mic. We're going to have some guests on and stuff like that. But we're just kind of figuring it out as we go. So, I hope you had a great time. I hope you had fun listening. I still don't know how to end things. My name is Jason Carpenter, and thanks for listening to The 14th Family.